Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well today, wherever y'all are, and whatever it is that y'all are up to. I appreciate y'all giving me a little bit of your time each day. Hope that it gives you a little something and makes whatever it is that you're doing pass by a little quicker. Dishes, laundry, conference period, lunch break drive to work, getting ready for work, on the way home, whatever it is, folks, I'm glad that you join me here. We're going to go for one of our little walks. The heat is not oppressive yet, but it will be. It's coming every day. I have one kitty cat that has decided to come out. Yeah, this is our assassin, by the way. Uh, this male cat got into the house last night and decided to kill the pet bird so that was kind of traumatic um, only other note i thought y'all might be interested in is we're working on making our own popcorn and that's been kind of interesting but we've I've read a little bit about dehydrating certain kinds of corn to still get them to be able to pop. So we're kind of testing that out. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and another learning how to vacuum seal mason jars, which has been kind of interesting to store food in. So talk about that a little bit every once in a while. Just trying to get some stuff where we can store it a little bit better. So we're going to a lot today, folks. Uh, three major quotes. I have no idea if we're going to get to all of them or not. Uh, I kind of doubt it, honestly, but we'll do the best we can. The whole, the bottom line is, I, I talk about this frequently, but briefly often, and I think we have a fight coming. I, I, I don't see any way around it, really. I mean, there are a couple ways, but we don't seem to be making those decisions as a people and as a nation. And, and that's not to say that we won't continue, as I said recently, to go on down the path toward USSR, toward Soviet Russia or Maoist China, that kind of dictatorship, tyranny, Nazi Germany, uh, where the people have zero control and are complete, completely dependent upon a secular, communist, socialist, fascist, leftist, because it's all the same, folks. It's just different shades, that Anne Ryan quote, just different shades of the same evil. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to take three quotes, which happen to be from three different presidents. I didn't think about that till just now. I didn't intend for that. But they each talk about this danger from within in different ways that our, that our greatest danger is from within, uh, which is exactly what's happening today, folks. Make no mistake about it. Our greatest danger is not China. It's not Iran. It's not Russia, uh, Muslim terrorism in general. It's none of that stuff. It is smack dab in the heart of our country. It is citizens that despise our foundation, our founding values, and seek to completely undermine and destroy our country. And, and regardless of what people that you know who, who vote for the left, regardless of what they say with their mouths, their actions that they continue to vote for that list of, you know, it's just, there's, there's a lot of things that we can sit down at the table and talk about folks, but there are some core values that hold us together, right? Uh, rejection of God out of our institutions. That's just, 
there's no there's no room for debate there. We have to have God in our public institutions as well as our private lives. Uh, abortion. You, you can't claim the Declaration of Independence, whose first inalienable right is listed as life, and then take away the life of 63 million of your own fellow citizens. There's no there's no negotiation there, folks. It's impossible. Uh, LGBTQ lifestyle movement. You, you can't have marriage in the family, a man and a woman. You know, if you can't understand what the difference is between a man and a woman in those different roles, which feminism started all this. They twisted all that way up, right? But you can't destroy those those godly roles for men and women and marriage and the family and coexist with people like that. It's just, there's no room there, folks. Uh, you know, again, uh, illegal immigration, flooding the country with millions of criminals and terrorists, uh, critical race theory being taught and revisionist history being taught to our children, as so many of these others are too, but that kind of bigotry where you base, I, I heard a commentator just within the last week talking about Juneteenth and how, how divisive that was becoming. And, and it's it's relevant. It's sad that I have to make this comment, folks, but it's relevant that this was a black woman talking and saying, the original idea for Juneteenth, you know, on paper, in theory, it's great. Uh, but but in reality, all it's doing is dividing us because it's it's basing a whole decision on skin color and saying that America is her- inherently systemically, uh, you know, racist, colonialist, whatever it is today from the left, which is completely not true. If you all have listened to this podcast enough, you're starting to get just a little glimpse because I've barely scratched the surface of how just untrue that is. So I took longer doing that than I wanted to. I'm going to start with Andrew Jackson, uh, seventh president, 1829 to 1837. This is his farewell address. But you must remember, my fellow citizens, that eternal vigilance by the people is the price of liberty and that you must pay the price if you wish to secure the blessing. You have no longer any cause to fear danger from abroad. Your strength and power are well known throughout the civilized world, as well as the high and gallant bearing of your sons. It is from within, among yourselves, from cupidity, from corruption, from disappointed ambition and inordinate thirst for power, that factions will be formed and liberty endangered. That factions part, Juneteenth comment just a while ago, that's part of that, folks. It is against such designs, whatever disguise the actors may assume, that you have especially to guard yourselves. You have the highest of human trusts committed to your care. Providence, capitalized, talking about God, has showered on this favored land blessings without number and has chosen you as the guardians of freedom to preserve it for the benefit of the human race. May he who holds in his hands the destinies of nations make you worthy of the favors he has bestowed and enable you with pure hearts and pure hands and sleepless vigilance to guard and defend to the end of time the great charge he has committed to your keeping. Uh, Two things. We could do a whole podcast on this. Uh, His farewell address is longer. We'll probably come back and do that at some time. I think we've talked about it before. But look, the responsibility is ours. 
you can't have freedom if you're not going to continue to to work to keep it. This is a horrible analogy, probably, but it just popped in my head. It would be like expecting a paycheck to continue to come in if you stopped going to work. We can't expect God to continue to bless this nation and continue to receive liberty and freedom, which can only be found with the Spirit of the Lord, if we reject God and we refuse to actively, actively uh, patrol. That just came out of my Marine Corps background, but actively patrol against all these evils and attacks that we see, particularly from within. You know, that's what Jackson was talking about. It is from within, among ourselves. That's where we're going to get destroyed, folks. That's where the danger is. That's what's killing us today. It's not anything external. It's internal. It's us, and we're doing it. And and one of the things here that really hits home for me is I think so many of us as parents, we just kind of assume uh, public education, culture, entertainment, whether you're talking about books, whether you're talking about uh, Netflix or Hulu for so long, decades, not just our generation, but decades, we have assumed that other people have good values for our kids. And that's just simply not true, folks. And, and we have, we've been asleep at the wheel. And we have got to wake up across the board and start to diligently look at what is going into our kids and, and, and into our country as a whole. All right, so I'm going to go to Lincoln next. This is from his Lyceum Address. This is 1838, obviously before he was president. Uh, I'm going to see how much of this I can get through. In the great journal of things happening under the sun, we, the American people, find our account running under date of the 19th century of the Christian era, we find ourselves in the peaceful possession of the fairest portion of the earth as regards extent of territory, fertility of soil, and salubrity of climate. We find ourselves under the government of a system of political institutions conducing far more essentially to the ends of civil and religious liberty than any which the history of former time tells us. We, when mounting the stage of existence, found ourselves the legal inheritors of these fundamental blessings. We toiled not in the acquirement or establishment of them. They are a legacy bequeathed us by a once hardy, brave, and patriotic, but now lamented and departed race of ancestors. Theirs was the task, and nobly they performed it to possess themselves and through themselves us of this goodly land and to uprear upon its hills and in its valleys a political edifice of liberty and equal rights. Tis ours only to transmit these, the former unprofaned by the foot of an invader, the latter undecayed by the lapse of time and untorn by absorption. To the latest generation that fate shall permit the world to know. This task of gratitude to our fathers, justice to ourselves, duty to posterity, and love for our species in general, all imperatively require us faithfully to perform. It's a lot of words, folks. Basically, he's getting down. He's saying we were given all these blessings. Our, our founders, who were better men and women, tougher, hardier, more patriotic than we are today, fought for them, defended them, passed them on to us. 
and and now we're losing them. And he 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 was saying, you know, we have a responsibility. Our our job, our only job, is to pass these on to future generations to protect it. He says somewhere else, the last best hope of mankind. Uh, Reagan used that quote again. And 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 what are we doing? We're losing it. I'm gonna go back to this again. This Lyceum address again. How then shall we perform it? At what point shall we expect the approach of danger? By what means shall we fortify against it? Shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa combined, with all the treasure of the earth, our own accepted, in their military chest, with a Bonaparte for a commander, could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge in a trial of a thousand years. I'm going to read one more paragraph and I'll talk about that, folks. At what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of freemen, we must live through all time or die by suicide. I mean, that lays it out, folks. We have this responsibility to pass on what we've been given. We, we are failing miserably. We have, we have already fallen so far toward tyranny. It's unbelievable. When you look at the restrictions placed on individual liberties already today, we have fallen so far away from our founder's intent from the blessings that they left us, it's almost unrecognizable. And that's the goal, right? That's really the goal. You get to socialism, communism, leftism, and, and you, you transmit this watered-down, quote, liberty to the point where people don't even remember what it really is. Where, where the next generation, we're going to talk about that in just a second with the last few minutes I've got with y'all, with Reagan. But... Folks, we, we've already let it go so far. And so often you hear this just general sentiment, well, at least it's not as bad as over there. Well, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be, folks. <laughs> We're about to find out. And, and over there, it's about to be over here. We're becoming in many areas like a third world nation. If you don't know it, drive through some of the major cities and look at these homeless ghettos that are springing up, our own citizens, illegal immigrants. It, it's unbelievable. It's, it's shocking. You go to, I mean, you pick some, you go from Houston to LA to New York and, and Chicago and, and wherever in between folks, and you're gonna see them. And it's just all part of this puzzle where we're just, we're giving away our freedom and our country and our children are going to be raised up in this place all because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to step up and say, no, we're not going to do that. Sorry. And, and you, you are starting. There are some positive notes, folks. Good Lord. I don't want to be completely. The, the states that have passed these abortion laws within the last six months, 12 months at most, where they're just shutting it down completely. Right. Uh, the possibility the Supreme Court, this, this Roe v. Wade ruling that was leaked that's going to come out or already has maybe, but that's, that's a great step, huge step. 
But there's one that's even more important than that that's going to that's gonna control all the others, and that is to completely do away with this separation of church nonsense. We are a Christian nation. We're a Christian republic. And if we don't put God back in the center of our public lives, our public policy, our public institutions, and really before that, right, we always talk about it. it's got to be in our, in our individual lives. Uh, the rest of them, they're going to go whichever way we decide on that. If we get rid of and reverse that evil and completely untrue, horrific ruling and put this back in and start to go back to God, then everything else follows suit. All right, I got a couple minutes. I'm going to read uh, from Reagan. This is an address he gave on January the 5th, 1967. And we'll see if I can get through three paragraphs here. To a number of us, this is a first and hence a solemn and momentous occasion. And yet, on the broad page of state and national history, what is taking place here is almost a commonplace routine. This was an inaugural address, so he was talking about the president being elected. We are participating in the orderly transfer of administrative authority by direction of the people. And this is the simple magic of the commonplace routine, which makes it a near miracle to many of the world's inhabitants. This continuing fact that the people by democratic process can delegate power and yet retain the custody of it. Perhaps you and I have lived too long with this miracle to properly be appreciative. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience, folks, we have, because if you go overseas in some of the places the Marine Corps designed to send me, you will see people that absolutely want what we had and are losing here. Freedom is a fragile thing, and it's never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by way of inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it comes only once to a people. And those in world history who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. I'm going to read one sentence from him, and then we're going to wrap up, folks, because I've pushed it about as far as I can push it. And always they explain this as necessary to the people's welfare. The deterioration of every government begins with the decay of the principle upon which it was founded. This was written in 1748, and it's as true today as it was then. He was talking about how, how the government was wanting to control more and more and more the processes from farming, agriculture, to business, to everything else. And this was in 1967. There's a lot, folks, a ton there. Uh, could go back and do a separate podcast on each one of these. Probably will, should at some point. We'll come back. The bottom line, I wanted all three of this. So we go from Jackson, right? 18, I don't remember the date anymore. Early 1800s, we go to Lincoln, near 1840s. And then now all the way to Reagan in 1960s, and the point is still the same. And these were, especially Lincoln and Reagan, have to be argued as some of the greatest presidents we've had, uh, Reagan at least in modern history. What are they telling us? They're telling us it's all about us, folks. Do we follow our founding principles? That's a great comment that Reagan threw in there. And that's the whole problem. We've abandoned God upon which our whole, I think Jackson was the one that said again, uh, the Bible is a rock upon which this republic is founded. We've abandoned that. We've taken our kids away from it. We've turned away from it ourselves and our families. And that's why we're where we are and where we're going. Uh, there's just there's no other way to 
to say that. We have got to turn that around individually, and we've got to start to force the issue publicly. Um, and that may that, that may still not avoid a fight, folks. I, I don't I don't think it will. But if there's any hope for it, too, that's got to be the path. That's got to be the main path, the main priority. Have a pastor that always says you got to keep the main thing, the main thing, or or the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. The point is. Everything flows from our relationship with God as a nation, regardless of whether every American citizen is a Christian or not. As a nation, our whole up and down flows from our relationship with God. All right, I kept you longer. I'm sorry. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Hope you all got something out of that. Those are three just little chunks of pretty phenomenal speeches. We'll come back and talk about them some more. The whole point is, as I said, folks, Thank you all for joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm humbled by it. I'm honored that you would continue to spend a few minutes with me each day. And for those of you all that continue to share the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, the fact that it continues to grow, and it does, folks, week after week, is kind of astounding. So uh, God bless you all. God bless your families. Thank you for the feedback that you all give me. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.